Parents, if your kids love listening to audio stories, but you don't want them using your phone all the time to listen to them, you need a story button. Story button is a screenless device that makes it easy to listen to kid podcasts, audiobooks, and more without having to use a tablet, phone, or keep track of any cards or toys. Fan favorites like Miles the Brave and Treasure Galaxy will give your kids an extra spark of exciting imagination, while the bedtime category will help your kids as they get ready to sleep. Go to storybutton.com to learn more and view all the content currently available in the library. Story Button. Imagination lives here. Hello again and welcome back to Kids Bible Stories. Today's episode is made possible through the generosity from five-year-old Gray, two-year-old Blaze, and little Boone. Thank you, Gray, Blaze, and Boone, for listening. Today's story is called Pride Goes Before Destruction. Anything you can do, I can do better. This is part one in our short Pride series. And this comes from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 through 19, chapter 11, verse 2, chapter 13, verse 10, chapter 29, verse 23, and James chapter 4, verse 6. We will be reading these straight through, so please go back to this reference if needed. Last week, we talked about being humble. Now, the opposite of humility is pride. So, what's pride? It is thinking so highly of yourself that you rely on yourself, thinking you know better than God. When we're prideful, we don't accurately see ourselves. We think we are better at something than we really are, and refuse to admit it. This can lead you to act snooty, think you are better than everyone else. Now, that's not how Jesus wants us to act, right? No, of course not. Who does he want us to trust in? Ourselves? No. Who then? Him. That's right. If we do act in pride, then we are sinning because we are disobeying God. We are acting as if we know what's best, not God. Let's see what else our Bible says about pride, and then we will hear a story we wrote just for you. Let's begin now. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty, puffed-up spirit before a fall. It is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Where there is strife and quarreling, there is pride. But wisdom is found in those who take advice. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. One's pride will bring him low. But he who is lowly in spirit 
will obtain honor. Did you hear the words humility and pride in our scriptures? Did you notice that they are opposites? Pride can take many forms, but today we are going to hear a made-up story to show how pride goes before destruction, is damaging to yourself and others. How pride can make us care too much about what others think of us instead of what God thinks. The school bell rang, signaling that class was over. All the children at Charlotte Elementary began to zip their book bags shut, grab their lunch boxes, and make their way to the buses. Matthew was walking to his bus, number 349, when his buddy Felipe ran over to him. Hey, what are you doing when you get home? Probably I was snacking jump on a trampoline. Sweet. I've got a better idea though. Try and get your sister to let you borrow that awesome hoverboard she got for her birthday. Huh, <laughs> yeah, right. She's not gonna wet me. It's brand new. Oh well, just invite her too then. Okay, okay. I'll try. Okay, see you at the playground shouted Felipe as he got into his parents' car. Matthew washed his hands, grabbed his favorite snack, and collapsed onto the green, comfy chair. He was glad to be home. Eating her own snack, his sister Margaret strode over to Matthew and plopped down next to him. So what you want to do? Want to play dominoes? No thanks. I was going to go play with Felipe. It was a clear blue sky kind of day, perfect for being outside. Want to come? Maybe. You could bring your new hoverboard. Margaret swallowed a sip of water before answering. Sure, that sounds fun. Let me grab my helmet and tell Mom we are heading to the playground. Margaret glided on her hoverboard while Matthew pushed his scooter. Felipe had beaten them to the playground. What took you so long? I've been down here waiting. He stated impatiently. It's 3.40, Felipe. We won't wait. Felipe wasn't even listening to Matthew. He was too busy admiring Margaret's hoverboard. The chrome on it sparkled as she zipped effortlessly around the court, turning left and right, zooming as she made figure eights. Can I try when you're done? Felipe asked. Margaret considered this for a moment and said, Do you know how to do it? Yeah, my cousin has one. I'll just use it for a minute. Margaret zipped over to him, took off her helmet, 
and handed it to Felipe. Okay, just for a minute, but be careful, please. I just got this for my birthday. Felipe was delighted. Off he raced, a bit unsteady at first, but soon he looked just as smooth as Margaret. Oh, super cool! Thanks, Margaret! Unclipping the helmet, he handed it to Matthew. <laughs> Here, you're up next. Matthew sheepishly stared at the ground. No thanks. Why? It's so easy. Even a baby could do it. Teased Felipe. He then proceeded to cry like a baby, taunting him. Cry. Margaret rolled her eyes. Matthew, don't listen to him. Since you've never done it before, it's wise that you practice. That's all. Promise I'll let you practice at home with Mom. Tears began to form in Matthew's eyes. Cry, baby, cry, baby. He was half angry at Felipe and half embarrassed. He wasn't a baby. He just didn't know how to use it yet. Oh, well, you're going to cry about it. <laughs> Felipe wouldn't stop. I'll show you. Matthew snatched the helmet from Felipe. Matthew, wait, cried Margaret. Who cares what Felipe thinks? Please don't. You could hurt yourself or my new gift. Matthew was so upset he could barely hear her. He just wanted to prove to Felipe he wasn't a baby. He was a bit nervous, though. He had no clue what he was doing. He'd never been on this thing, and it took Margaret two days to learn it. He shook his head, pushing those thoughts aside. I'm strong and talented, too. If they can do it, I can. Maybe if I just hop up and go. As soon as he got one foot on, the hoverboard began to swivel left and right and left and right again out of control. Matthew's arms flailed wildly, trying to gain balance. He leaned too far forward, zip, went the board. Jump off, yelled Margaret. But it was too late. Matthew and the hoverboard collided with the basketball pole. Felipe and Margaret raced over to Matthew, who was lying on the ground, clutching his ankle. <laughs> Ouch, Matthew cried. Are you okay? Can you move it? Matthew tried to point his foot up and down, but as soon as he did, the pain pierced his ankle. Ow! I'm so sorry you're hurt. I told you not to care what F Felipe said. You knew you couldn't do it. Why did you feel like you had to prove yourself? Before he could answer, Felipe walked over with the hoverboard. Um, I think it's broken. Oh, no. The wheel broke off when it collided with the basketball pole. Now, all of them were in a bad mood. Margaret and Felipe worked together to hold Matthew up and help him hobble home.
That evening, Matthew's mom took him to the doctor since his ankle was swollen, bruised, and he still couldn't move it. The x-ray showed his ankle was broken. Destings, he thought. Back home, his mom gave him a great big hug. She didn't like seeing her son hurting. She served him a big bowl of soup and propped his ankle up on a special pillow. As he ate his chicken noodle soup, the whole family gathered at the table. Honey, his mom said, we need to talk about what happened. I know, I know. So, what happened? Asked his dad. Well, Felipe was making fun of me. I was angry and embarrassed. And I didn't want to look bad. So I thought I would prove it to him. Oh, buddy. His dad looked right at him and said, Now, it's okay to not know how to do something and ask someone to help teach you. It's good, also, that you wanted to try, but knowing you can't do something and still trying to do it, especially when you could hurt yourself or others, now, well, that's just foolish and, and prideful. But who cares what Felipe thinks? Son, is Felipe God? No. Well, then, remember what God says about you and ignore those other voices. Because what God says about you, that is the truth. Matthew nodded his head. His dad was right. How's your hoverboard, Margaret? Well, we tried to fix it, but it looks like it's broken. I'm so, so sorry. I forgive you, but you scare me. You could have hurt yourself more. And I'm bummed. Now I can't use it. Can we just get her a new one? He asked hopefully. After all, he loved his sister and did feel badly about what happened. No, they're too expensive. We don't have the money to buy it again right now. Oh, he said quietly. We've decided that you will have to use your money to help buy Margaret a new one. This is part of your consequence for your pride. We love you so, so much. But you must learn this lesson. Matthew sighed. Huh, you are right. That makes sense. He put his spoon down and apologized to Margaret and his parents. He humbly asked for their forgiveness, and they lovingly forgave him. Each of them gave Matthew a great big hug and signed his cast. Well, that is it for our story today. But before we go, let's think about what we just heard. Now, this was a made-up story to help show you what our Bible verses meant. Who can tell me what feeling or attitude we just talked about? I'll give you a clue. It's the opposite of humility. Pride. Very good. In our example, did Matthew know he couldn't do the hoverboard, yet did it anyways? Yes. 
Matthew said he did it because of Felipe. How do you think you would feel if Felipe said those things to you? Embarrassed. Mad. Yeah, me too. But whose opinion matters most? God's. That's right. God would not call Matthew those names. Now, who and what got hurt because of Matthew's pride? Answer out loud. The hoverboard broke. He hurt himself. Yes. Some of you may have said he also hurt his sister's feelings, and now he owes lots of money to fix the toy. Before all of this destruction and pain was pride. Pride is destructive to our souls. It separates us from God. It's damaging to us and others. We must always go back to God's Word to understand pride, because sometimes this world will teach the opposite. The world will clap for things that God tells us to steer clear from. You see, God knows what He's talking about. He loves you so much that He gives us these warnings to protect us. So this week, notice if you see pride anywhere. Talk about what you saw with your family and ask what the opposite of pride may have looked like. Well, that is it for our story today. Make sure to tune in next week to hear part two of Pride. Thanks again, and as always, bye for now.